0: Miss Casey, I've been thinking about you.
1: Oh, yeah. because uh-huh. you said, something about wanting to feel like
0: grounded into something. Mm-hmm. And I thought of a way that we could do
2: that. Okay. Okay.
1: Did you have something you wanted to talk about today? Because I'm like, and here's where we're going. Bye.
2: No, uh, I don't, because it would mostly be a confessional. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing more motivating than uh, knowing that I was going to get on this call. And I was like, all the people that owe me money. (laughs) That's not true. I I finished the giant commission. So I am so proud of you. I was just, like, it was like two days. you were like so much resistance. And then you're like, boom, it's done. You know what happened? I, I, it was in a really different place. And like with everything, I just finally realized I needed to give up the thing that I loved about it.
1: In oh, order I hate it when be, that happens. Yeah. And
2: in, in order to be able to move forward. So I took like three pieces of collage paper and just pasted them on it and walked away. And then the next day I was like, this is what this is. Mm. So that was cool. Beautiful. But the whole process was fairly painful. And, uh, my boyfriend got down this weekend, so I could actually get it down the stairs and stuff because it's way too big to carry myself. So, so I feel like that's
1: gonna, anytime you get going off on sign up, anytime you get a commission or you sell a biggest piece or something that's like bigger than you've done before, in my experience of how my clients experience that, it's almost always got a lot of resistance wrapped around it in some way, shape or form because it's growth. And just to normalize that, I just wanted to say that out loud. Like, if you are doing something bigger than you've ever done, it's it's gonna come with it. And that doesn't make it bad. Now that being said, if you just hated the whole process and you never want to do it again, then that's something else. But you've done it once now, so it'll be easier next time. You're also, right.
0: I have the sniffles. Hold on. I hate
2: sniffles. Do you have oh. 400 feet of snow?
1: Yeah, I. Um, right before this call, I was a little bit worried I wasn't going to make it in time because we have like a quarter mile driveway and I can't get my truck up it. So I had to call the scraper guys to come out and I'd walk down to my truck and then they kept getting stuck on the way up and it was it was a mess. But we're, we're good. We're here. Hey, Laura. Um, OK, so. Laura, I want you to pay attention to this too, even though we're specifically using Casey as an example. Um, I did this with someone's expert help call yesterday, and it felt really good for me. And I think it felt really good for her. And the reason why I did it with her in the first place is because I did it for me, and it felt really good for me. Like a plan, but not this immovable I can only do something plan but like uh what are the things that are my biggest opportunities for growth and allowing ourselves to set all the other things aside and make those our core activities with a lot of spaciousness excuse me and then Within that, we have space for some projects so we can get a little bit more creative. Now, this is a place where um, if we're at or mostly at our, our number. So like you guys have been doing the Know Your Number spreadsheet. If you are way below or don't know how you're gonna hit that, minimum viable number. this is this is not the thing for you right now. If you feel like I'm pretty close, I can do it. I got this. This is a really nice way to plan out your next couple of months. So That being said, we're thinking about visibility, we're thinking about nurturing, and we're thinking about sales. So, Casey, in the past, and to find what works the best, a lot of times we revisit the past to see what we've already got going. How have, as a general rule, people who have purchased from you, and I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. How have people found you? How have they entered your world and then?
2: most often decided to buy like what's that entrance point um generally they i mean by and large they've been either people actually have relationship with mostly through um pastoring Mm
0: -hmm.
2: or there are other pastors in all over the country if it's my religious work Um, so that that's where i'm getting the most people that i don't know or, um,, art fair festival stuff people folks. Um,
1: Do I remember you telling me that
2: art festival fairs are not in your future right now? Did I make <laughs> that up? Yeah, no, I I mean, because they all happen over a week over weekends, um, right, It's really hard, and I don't think I've done the right ones. I'm actually, uh I was looking at the other art fair the Saatchi um which I've heard is uh, it's a huge investment but I've heard it's a good one in terms of getting your work out in front of people that have money and would be collectors the one that's closest to me would it be in Brooklyn and um and that's in May and the the application deadline's February and it costs a couple thousand dollars to be in it so yeah. it really would be probably not something I would make money on right away, but it's four days. I and mean, then there's like DJ and a bar and it's, um, it sounds like an opportunity that would get me out of my location and out of my, um, and connecting with people I wouldn't otherwise connect with, but that might be potential um, long-term uh, buyer investment this is a I'm trying to figure out which ones to do essentially I'm also waiting to see if if I get the um contemporary art museum thing which I don't right. think I'm going to get but that would definitely change Why you think that
1: well
2: I'm do very you have up- no
1: I'm information thinking. one I have no
2: information <laughs> but it also it also changes like what I'm able to actually get sure. done um, um one is a money making, like the, the, the other art fair is like a money thing. And the, uh, and the contemporary art thing is not even for sale. So, uh, that's really just an investment in my art.
1: So I'm going to just say a couple of things real quick. Cause I don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole. I want to stay on the, the path, but, um, I have had clients who have, been in your shoes where you are right now where you're going I want to get into this bigger art fair because I've heard it's good and you know I just want to get out of my bubble and reach out to new people but it doesn't usually go as well as they want it to because you are getting more general instead of more specific okay and I'm not saying you shouldn't do it that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is if you have a couple extra thousand dollars and you want the experience and you're not expecting something to come of it immediately, you're willing to look for leads, people in your ideal art buyer circle and nurture them and all that. Great. You should apply for it. If it's like, a, well, I need it to bring me sales right now and I need to be able to make that money back immediately. Uh, then we get a little wiffly waffly. <laughs> it might happen and it might not, it's a risk. And everything in business is a risk, that's okay. But we want to be able to mitigate our risks as much as possible. Um, Same type of client then goes into, oh, instead of what is the best art market place for me to be? What is the most aligned place for my people? And what you told me earlier was uh, people that you knew in your church community. I don't know how you want to say that exactly. And also collaborations that happen with other church communities. And that has been your biggest buying base because they've already got some of those connection points that are in common with your ideal art buyers. So yes, they're new and they're fresh and they're not someone that you've talked to before just like the other art fair would be, but they've in theory got more in common with you already which sets them up to be warmer leads.
2: Yeah, I think my I've done really well in, in that market in terms of prints, I have not sold, um, there's generally like for what I'm now charging at this point for my paintings, most of the at least the pastor world can't The pastor world may
1: not be able to, but right. they all have congregations,
2: right who
1: have a wide variety of people inside of them.
2: In theory in theory. <laughs> I'm not sure that's true anymore.
1: <laughs> I believe it is true. Um.
0: This may
1: sound like a stupid thing to say, but I have found it very beneficial for me. And it may also sound ignorant. So just take it with a grain of salt. I choose not to listen to the news because the messages are everyone is broke. This is happening. That is happening. All this stuff is coming. It's like, this onslaught of doomsday and I can't listen to it because I will buy into it and I will start changing whatever I'm doing to fit whatever they're saying when really whatever they're saying is meant to sell news and there's such a like a wide yes things are happening I'm like I I understand that But I don't think it's to the extent always that they make it out to be. So if I listen to that, I'm gonna go into small mode instead of big mode. And if you remember, uh when COVID started, everyone freaked the F out. They were like, oh, the world is ending, what are we gonna do? Our businesses are doomed. Ah." The people who then came and became clients and chose to just say, you know what, I'm moving forward with my business. They made more money. And I'm not only saying just because of me, but just because they were in it, they chose to keep moving forward instead of sticking their head in the sand. They made a lot more money that year than ever like pretty much across the board, artists who stayed in business and kept advertising made a lot more money. So you never know what's gonna happen and you have to be able to still create opportunities for yourself and know that there are people out there who are still spending money. My husband makes steel logs a set of them is like $2,000. It's just this totally like, no one needs steel logs for a gas fire pit. They look cool. They add a little bit more warmth to it. This January, he's made more sales than he has in ages. And apparently say, everything's
2: burning to the again, ground. I'll, I'll be convinced that I need it in like four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> They're really cool. They really are. But like that is completely
1: expendable income. That right. is not something anyone is ever going to put on there. I need that list. So I choose to see instead, people are still spending money.
0: You just had your biggest commission ever.
1: So we can surround ourselves with this message. Or we can surround ourselves with this message. And we're going to take different paths depending on which message we choose to immerse ourselves in. Right. So I say that because people are still spending money. So you want to, what? You said, I want to work bigger. Do you still well, want to do the
2: commissions? Like know, as, as you're talking like this, I'm like my um, habit of avoidance, which is what I'm like tuning myself into right now and awareness or my habit to try to not be aware um, is like, well, what if I talked about this last time, like, what if I just learn this new thing? Or what if I just try this new thing and expand, expand, expand when I'm not actually nurturing the relationships that I have? So that's, that's what I'm, you didn't come out and directly say that, or I don't, maybe you weren't even implying. But that's it. what you've heard. But, but that is what occurred to me while you were speaking is like, it is my like, I, I have, um, and some of it's the ADHD of like, this is the new bright shiny new thing, but it's also the like this is how I avoid going deeper. Um and not and you know it's easy to be rejected by people that I don't know, but a lot more intimidating to try to dive into relationships um that I that I actually care about. Yeah. Uh, and I'm also aware that I don't I My art needs to be a manifestation of myself. I it's it. I don't enjoy it as much when I feel like I'm making it to sell or to, pro, you know, just to produce. And I'd like to retain that um, that connection. So, and no, I don't have a couple thousand dollars hanging around. Uh, I think my, some of my money stuff this week has been the churches in, like we thought we were in budget crisis for approving a budget for this coming year. Um, and everyone's freaking out around. And they're like, well, we close our doors next year. And that's not true at all, but everyone freaked. And I freaked in the quiet of my own home, but not with them. But there is this sense that like, I may not have the job security that, um, and really what I do is not about job security. It's about being, um, faithful, but I also need money and I need to support my family and be able to live in this home with my three kids. Uh, I, so I think some of that push of like, what can I do? How can I invest Is like, I have to get out there because I feel sort of desperate. Like I need, I, I need that, um, exit strategy Um, and that's really to just it's connected to what you were saying before about scarcity and abundance and I preach this all the time so I should know but nobody's very you know we preach the things we need to hear just like you were saying I did this first and now I want to give it to you because I needed it and that's that's the way it goes so
1: so what I'm hearing is I feel this desperation to make this work more quickly. And I also have a lot of resistance around doing the things that are gonna make it work more quickly. Correct. You got this like going.
0: Which one is stronger at the moment?
2: Um. I'm it's thinking, not a battle, it's a war. They're going to keep yeah, going back I mean, and they, forth. They, they're going back and forth a lot. They're at least going back and forth. Um, at least it's going back and forth right now. For There's been, a, I've been leaning more heavily into the resisting piece of it, but um, I've been trying to just do things over the last few days. So um, imperfectly, but just to get them done. So Um, I, I messaged a former congregant of mine who's now a friend and she does, um, house of color. She does color matching for people's, for, um, their wardrobes. And, um, I was like, what if we did a collaboration where we talked about like how color affects us and I painted something for you and you did my colors and we modeled that for people. She was. Yes, I'm all in, but now I, I mean, so just. Okay,
1: so what I see, I'm just gonna like brush everything to the side for a second. The thing that I see that is the most opportunity for growth for you, and I said it already, I'm saying it again. It's within
0: the world of, Religion,
1: is that the best way to say it? And I'm not saying that you and her color, house of color is not a good idea, but if we are looking for biggest opportunity for growth, most connection points, most warm leads,
0: that's where they are.
2: So that mean even if it's not about Faith? Like I think everything you do is about faith. It may not
1: be
0: explicitly about
2: faith. Convincing me that I need to be uh talking (laughs) that I need to be integrating. I'm just looking at you
1: as a person,
2: who you are,
1: what your soul wants to say. Mm
2: -hmm. And that is
1: what I see. And maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think
2: I am. I literally like got down on my knees and I never do this, but I mean, I got down on my knees and, and I prayed in front of that giant commission. I forgot I did this and just like, I would like a path forward and I don't think that's how God works, but it connected me with the purpose of bringing this into the world. So yeah, you're, you're, once again, you're not wrong. Um,
0: (laughs)
1: Okay, so without diving into all these other pieces, because we could spend a really long time on this, I want to at least nail down one core thing that gets you in front of that community more. That is like one of your core activities. It's one of the things you do a certain amount of times every month. I have five four to five. I have four podcasts, four newsletters based on that podcast. So really that's four pieces of content total. I just have to record and write them. Mm -hmm. I have my client calls. I have uh, money now actions. Whenever I need to get to a certain point, I do, I want to do three of those day. Like that's my slow and steady wins the race kind of thing. Stay in the game. And then also the biggest thing I'm implementing this quarter is what I'm calling not my group coaching. So like, I want to get in front of other artist groups Mm -hmm. and like give a free class, or I want to contribute three emails to give to someone's list that's value-based that they can share, Mm -hmm. or I want to um, be a podcast guest, like coaching for, cause that, those are my strengths. That's what I am the best at. I could take all that time and energy and create more social media posts, or I could work on my Pinterest, like all those things work, but those are not my zone of genius. Those are my zone of goodness or excellence or like somewhere down here, but where am I really good? And where do I have the most effect
2: on people? So where do you feel like you have to pick up? Um, definitely talking to people. Uh, I have not been sent, I mean, I don't even remember the last time I sent an email to my email list. And we had talked like very, maybe the first call that we had about doing the video thing. And I mm-hmm. think I just need to do it and stop worrying about like, is my hair right? And, um, I did it once with my giant tiger painting because I had a really cool interaction with some kids around it. Um, and that got a lot of feedback and it felt very connected to me. Um, I mean, I preach extemporaneously every week. I don't know why <laughs> this should not be, um, this should not be difficult. Um, I really like when you're um, using loom and the little, you, you're in the little circle and the, the backdrop is there. I think that is something that I probably be, do I, can I download those? Like if I make a loom, can I download it and then upload it to reels? Do you know? Uh, The
1: problem is the sizing. Yeah.
2: Okay. So I I I
1: don't know the answer to that specifically but I think there's probably a way.
2: I mean, Um, I know I can remove my background in Canva and do a reel like that, but I was trying to eliminate make it as easy as possible i'll tell you
1: what to do you
2: go to green
1: when you make a reel
2: you use green screen and you put whatever you
1: were gonna put behind um but here's what i'm here's what i'm thinking for you casey Mm -hmm. what if you proposed to other congregations like a midweek pick me up collaborative swap like you make two or three videos that you're really proud of that are that, that fit your core messaging in your preaching like what are you most about what do you most want to say <clears throat> and you make three videos like that And then you ask, hey, Pastor Joe,
0: are you interested in
1: sharing congregations for a week? And I give you a video that you can share midweek, whether you email it out or put in your newsletter or you have a Wednesday night church service or something. And you guys do that for each other. And you do that with, or you pitch four different churches a month. And then maybe one or two of them works out. And you start to have this log of videos that they can choose from. And you use your art as examples. We're not selling your art here, but we are
0: incorporating
1: it into what you're doing. Laura wants to say something.
3: Um, I was just thinking about the videos. Another possibility is if you don't want to the video to be just you talking, you can just show a quick flash of you in the beginning, like either saying hi or just smile and show your face and then have the imagery showing your artwork as you're speaking with the caption showing over the artwork.
1: Mm. You could even make specific artworks for specific topics. um, And that could be a nice merging. So I don't, I worry in saying this that you are going to think, well, now I'm preaching to sell art or I'm something like that. We are putting your two gifts together. That's how I see it. So you are using your art as one language and you're using your voice as another language and together they're more powerful than separately. And we're not trying to sell here. We're just trying to put it all out there and see who connects with us.
2: So I know I'm out of time, but the, um, you know, the, the church, most churches use what's called a lectionary, which is a prescribed set of readings and it, it rotates over, it's a three-year cycle. So one of the things I could consider doing is looking at the lectionary reading. It's a reading for each week or the readings for each week. Um, so I have thought, but never kind of done in advance of looking at those readings and and doing art accordingly. Um, and then, cause that would be a really easy filler. There are lots of, um, or there are a number of um, people that sell lectionary-based things, but I like the idea of not creating something that's across, like, here's a whole package deal of everything that you need, but it's just me speaking. Um, so was this is this stuff that you would or would not, like, just generally put up? Would it be shared privately and then they could share it? Or is it, like, you might be interested in these? I'm doing these. Um, series...
1: They could be put up. It just depends. Like I would just start and how you feel like going is the correct way and you can edit as you go. It's all about just that first step. It's always the next step, right? I think I should study it a lot more first. Okay, so what I heard you say combined with what I said If you, if you could focus in on those two things Mm -hmm. for the next, what's a period of time that does not make you freak out? Wait, what are the two things? Three months. Three months. uh, Creating art based on the required readings Mm -hmm. and uh, proposing with other congregations, a sermon swap.
0: Does it have to be a swap? No. Could just be, like- hey,
1: I created some things and I'm yeah. curious if you'd like to share.
2: Here we go. Uh, so what is three months? Three months gets me through Easter, I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I don't know how quickly I can, but I can definitely look at that.
1: You don't. You don't have to do lots of things quickly. You already have a backlog of work that you could start with. It, we don't have to have everything in line. All you have to do is talk to one person
2: first. and say, hey, I have this idea. What do you think? Yeah, I actually did a post Easter, not creating art around it, but I tried to do a um, a uh, resource For my congregation and it's probably got 40 days in it of um of creative prompts and creative activities and i think i'll go back to that and see just it's like probably ready made uh because it also gave the reasoning behind it and how that connected to faith and
1: uh. all of these ideas are good the two key components here are Are you showing them and talking about them and telling why and what and how and all the things? Mm -hmm. What what does it mean to you? And why did you do it? Mm -hmm. However you wanna talk about it. And then also, can you expand to more specific audiences who are going to connect with what you are sharing? Okay.
0: Thank you. Do you great. feel a little bit
1: more grounded today?
0: I do. I feel I feel excited to. That's something I
2: can actually schedule and have some variety in. So yeah.
1: There's and it it's not restrictive. It you actually you just kept coming up with all these new creative ideas of how to do it. You could choose how to do it. It's about
2: just paying attention to the two important components that I just mentioned. I've also always wondered like, what are the free resources that I can give out? And I am the free resource, right? Like, Totally. Awesome, thank you for the time. You're welcome.
1: Laura, I thought we had three people today, but it's not looking that way. Um, Oh, Monique was supposed to be here. I guess we'll see if she shows up and if she does, we'll just go over. Okay, Laura go tell me how you feeling today
3: um feeling good I was looking at my numbers before the call so I would know kind of where I'm at and um good (laughs) I'm so yeah based on what you described I'm in a money now phase um I have enough to pay for my bills for the month but I haven't hit that $1,500 mark what Um, is the
1: $1,500 mark
3: Like how far away am I from it?
1: Um. So you're you're referring to like if you're not in a need, but you do want to continue scaling, and so you want to do that through money now because that was the advice I gave. Yes. Yes. Is that what you're saying?
3: Okay. Yeah. Well, I was looking at the the helpful document that you put together, and it was saying like if you're not hitting like 1500 regularly, then it'd be good to stay with money now to yeah. kind of set that foundation. So I really, I really appreciate that framework because it helps me to kind of like filter my thoughts and say, okay, I have this cool idea for a painting I could do, but that's not really a money now thing or, you know, so that's helpful. Yeah. The, um, so
1: that that advice was based off of... I want to be able to grow more quickly. Like I don't want to stay in this place of try this and oh try this and oh and try this and oh which is how I did it. <laughs> and it took ages. So that is why I give that particular bit of advice. So continue.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's definitely helpful. Um I guess where I'm at right now is I'm trying to balance the commissions I'm working on and giving these clients a great experience but also taking the time to secure new commission spots I wanted
1: to give you props that I saw that you've written at least two emails about securing new spots and good job
3: thank you um yeah I In thinking about how I got my last few commissions, it was really in, in, based on relationships that I have in my real life and, and then like the content supported, um, those sales. Right. Um, so yeah, I, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Like I have, um a commission i'm working on this week and then a mock-up i'm working on for another client and i'm like okay how do i what chunk of time do i spend on that because i want to um deliver things when i say that i'm going to deliver them and then how do i take chunks of time for finding new commission clients
1: so tell me about that um and also See, when you, when you focus in on something like this, I'm not saying this is your thing forever, but when you focus in on something like this, you're able to see, oh, I actually need more time to be able to do that and be able to make more commissions happen at the same amount of time. So I need to give myself 10 days instead of six or like, so we're noticing these things along the way and let's troubleshoot mm-hmm. as we go, which is the best way to do it. It's the only way to do it. you can't foresee everything.
3: Yeah.
1: How much time is it taking
3: for like this particular phase that I'm in of the commission
1: for the commission total.
3: I mean speed is is still not my strong suit, so mm-hmm. for me it could easily take like anywhere from 6 it could be like six plus hours. Okay.
1: Um, and how mu- I don't remember, forgive me. How much time do you have allotted in your schedule for
0: art and marketing?
3: I have um, 16 hours for the week. And so I'm at a point where I'm going over that time making yeah. the art. And there are certain phases of the commission process where, like, I'm excited to do it. Like, it doesn't feel like work. Um, so I don't know if I need to have better boundaries around that. And I know that at, the more that I do, the faster I'm going to get. So that's another component to keep in mind.
1: So if it's taken you six hours and you have 16 hours,
0: tell me where you're getting hung up um
1: because if we're splitting the time down the middle right between marketing and art making yeah that's about right Mm -hmm. so what's not what do you feel is not working let's go there
3: i guess when i i was doing a lot of the sort of like coffee chat meetings before and It's hard for me to do one of those and then come home and switch into like, now I'm going to sit down and write. So I'd need, I'd need more like recovery time than I anticipated um, as an introvert. And so I'm just wondering how do I, how do I connect with leads at this point in time? Do I continue to do the coffee chats? Is it just... A phone call, um, so then it's...
1: You want me to tell you what I'm trying right now?
3: Sure.
1: Or trying to move toward right now? Because I have the same problem. I don't switch back and forth well. Um, so what I am trying to move my schedule towards is like a week one and week three of the month are mostly client-based. So for you, that would translate to making Mm art-based. And then week two and week four are more about content and relationships and
0: visibility. Actually, let me
1: take that back. Content and visibility. Because I put a 30-minute time slot I change my calendar all the time, guys. Like, as I realize what I need more of and what I need less of and what's working and what's not working, I change how I do things. So currently, as of the 22nd, two days ago, this is the schedule I created for myself. So 9.30 to 10, money now. Nothing. Uh... 11.30 11.30 to 12.30, I've got my important and urgent tasks. 12.30 to one i I've got eat lunch and get Teddy. The rest of the time in there is blank because that's where I'm just putting in clients or content or visibility. And I just have these blocks. Um, I haven't tried it for very long. I don't know how it's gonna go. But I feel like that might give me more that I need. So, like I said earlier, I have my my core activities, some of those being podcast and newsletter, but I only have to make four pieces of content. But so if I can do two in one week, but I have that spaciousness, I don't have a lot of client calls. I feel like that will be enough space for me to get that done and be able to focus in on it and push that out the door and then forget about it and then be able to move into something else. So I'm going to try that. I say that because I think that might be nice for you to try. Um, like a week one and week three, I do more. I schedule more coffee chats. Maybe I try to do two or three a week. And then the days when I don't have coffee chats, I'm doing um, like money now actions. And then I don't remember what I said, but week two and four, the other ones, we are
0: focusing on completing a commission. What do you think about that? I like where that. Do,
1: where do you see the hangups happening there?
3: It's hard to say until I start actually doing it. Sure. Yeah. Um, I can see myself being able to get more momentum this way, because if I've already assigned the week to like, well, this is my art week, mm-hmm. I can just kind of build on that and um, really hyper-focus, which is what I tend to do. Love um, <laughs> and then the next week, yeah, I can do the <laughs> coffee chats. and then, like my introverted activity can be like writing. And I do often like to write about what I talk about with my friends. So yes. that, yeah, I love that.
1: I completely am with you. and that's that's actually my favorite way to write is if I have chats, whether even if it's just with like you guys or something, and something sticks out at me, I'm like, content. Done. And it's just so much easier to go there. And you feel like we talked about the the risk earlier. It has a higher probability of it landing because someone has already taken the time to engage with you in that conversation. So mm-hmm. it's not just something that only you and no one else is interested in, which that doesn't really happen. But you know what I'm saying? Like it's going to land better than something else will um the only problem i see with that possibly is that essentially gives you two commissions a month is that Mm. enough to get to your 1500 i don't think it is
3: Mm -mm. not at this point
1: on the flip side of that if it takes you six hours and you had two commissions in a week, would that feel good or
0: would that feel bad?
3: I mean, in terms of executing. It, executing, that would feel good. In terms of what the number looks like in my bank account, it wouldn't feel as good.
1: Gotcha. Okay, so what are we charging now, 300? Yeah. Three hundred times four is twelve hundred. It's not quite fifteen hundred, but we're getting closer. Um, what would feel good?
3: What number or what number of what? Both. Okay. Um, I mean, building to twelve hundred and then kind of going from there feels like a good start. Um. And then there's also this wedding stationery designer in town that I will occasionally get commissions from for not my favorite kind of artwork, but um, it's like portraits of couples and things like that, that she places on her wedding invitations. So that's what some of my income was this month so far.
1: And I think that at the point in the business where you are at, I would, if you don't hate them, I would take them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: as you continue growing and scaling at some point we'll talk about it but i then we need to start kind of focusing on one thing and not being distracted by these other random things coming in but for now it's a good extra source of income to help you get closer to your goals so then there's often a fifth week or a half of the fifth week that portion could just be left open for what do i need to do did i get an extra commission from illustrator this month where i needed to squeeze that in and so now i need to move some stuff around just kind of like your catch-up week did mm-hmm. i get an extra extra commissions. Great. I'm going to try to squeeze them into there. Um, but earlier you said the number in my bank account does not feel good if I have two a week. But then you said.
3: Two a week or two a month.
1: Two. Okay. So it would be four in a month because you don't have oh, two this week uh, and two this week.
3: Oh, no, that would. Yeah. Yeah. That would be good.
1: Okay. So we don't Mm -hmm. need to necessarily change anything right there, right now.
3: Right. Right. Yeah.
1: Okay. So then we've got essentially first and third week is working on getting more commissions. Second and fourth week is executing commissions.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: You want to try that for a while?
3: Yeah. I like that. So then with the fifth week, like say I'd start doing this in February and I'm like, Okay. It's it's the first week I'm going to do my, whatever I've assigned it as my art making week. Um, And then I go back and forth between the two categories. And then the fifth week is the first week of March where I
1: calendar. Okay. Continue talking, but I need a visual.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just thinking the fifth week is, is, is in March and I do all of like my extra stuff and then I start the four week cycle the second week of March.
1: So the fifth week is essentially a three-day week. It's the 26th, the 27th, and the 28th. Okay. See what I'm looking at? Mm -hmm. Then the first week becomes the first, second, third, and fourth. So it's a little funky like that. And if you need to move things around, like if the fifth week for you needs to be the last part of February and the first part of March, and then first week becomes the fifth through the 11th, we don't care. Like we don't have to get crazy hung up on the technicalities of it. It just yeah. needs to work for you.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to play with that and see what feels good.
1: I've been thinking about that as well, because like if my first and third week are client weeks, but then. One of like the Tuesday ends up then in my second week, whatever, I'm just going to have to figure it out as I go. Yeah. And I think it'll still be OK.
3: OK, um, so I'm delivering a finished commission to a client on Sunday. And she has been so wonderful, like my ideal client, the whole process. And so do I um, ask her to share with her friends at that point? Is it like, how do I build on this? Yeah, great question. Um,
1: First of all, I want you to acknowledge her for being so wonderful and saying, what tell me what you liked
3: about her every email with her was so i mean the whole process was so easy because she loved everything i did she was just like this is wonderful this is amazing go for it i love it she was very trusting um even with how she hired me uh, to do a commission she was just like i saw a, p- a picture on my friend's facebook feed and i just knew Um, so I appreciate how intuitive she was, um, is rather, Um, and she also got a commission for her best friends as a birthday gift. Just everything about working with her has been absolutely lovely, Um, and I realized that Uh, Because she's a yoga instructor, Mm -hmm. I realized that there's a lot of potential there with people in the yoga community in general. I mean, they're all about mindfulness and things like that. And I've only dabbled in yoga a little bit, but there's a lot of opportunity for me to explore that as a hobby and then make connections that way potentially.
1: Okay, so let me try to repeat
0: what you just said.
1: You were such an amazing client you i I love working with people like you who are generous and intuitive and mindful and i can't tell you how amazing this experience has been and i've also been thinking uh, that maybe part of that is because you're part of the yoga community and i would really love to get connected in there more is there do you have any um do you have any suggestions for me do you have any friends i should meet do you have a class i should take like how can i get into your world
0: okay does that make sense Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: um the reason why i said it like that Am I leading you the wrong way or the right way? Let me, give me just a second to be
0: in my mm-hmm. head for a second.
1: I like
0: direct asks. And the
1: ask that we made of her was, I want to be, I want to get to know more people like you if you had said, do you know anyone else who might want a commission like this? I'm not as sure that she would be able to think of someone as opposed to ask A, where she can think of all kinds of people who are generous and mindful and yogis and blah, blah, blah.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. You have created a process of getting to know people and nurturing them to a sale that works really well. So what you need the most, your first problem to solve is the foot in the door oh. to these oh. people. And I feel like this could have a spider web effect where you get one foot in the door and then she introduces you to someone else and they tell you to take this class and then you meet three more people and then like I just see it doing this, if you follow that direction. So yes, I stick with my original advice.
3: Yeah, I like that. Especially since nurturing feels very natural to me. Um, yeah,
0: Yeah,
3: I can see how that would lead to more exciting things, so yeah.
1: Well, like we talked about on the money now call for just a minute, you're like, well, what do I do now? I said, you need more people. This is how Mm -hmm. you get more people.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Or is one way to get
0: more people. Yeah. So even
1: in your coffee weeks, you can spatter in yoga classes and like, things such as that where you are doing that connecting and nurturing in person. Mm-hmm. And then when you come home and you get in the bathtub and you shut the door, so nobody will bother you. And then you're like, Ooh, that was a cool thing we talked about. Then you go blah, blah, on your phone. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you this because this is what I do. <laughs> Except it is what I always do. Um, But yeah, that is, What I would do next for you. Because our goal is to get up to that four commissions a month and beyond. And when I say beyond, what I mean is not more than four commissions a month necessarily yet. Like let's make that our goal for now and start a wait list. I would rather you start a wait list than try to cram. Yeah or not even a wait list, not quite the right word, but I'm booking into February. I'm booking into March. My next slot
3: is, kind of mm-hmm. um, What about when you're like in the middle of the month? Like right now I can easily say I'm booking for February. Mm-hmm. Um, and what if I just have somebody who's excited to book on February 16th or whatever? Is that for March?
1: If your next available slot in what we just laid out is March, then yes.
0: Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's easier for me to wrap my brain around like starting a fresh set of commissions at the beginning of the month. So
1: your... You just said this, but I didn't fully comprehend. When do you predict that you will be wrapped up with your current commissions? When do you think you'll be done?
3: My current commissions, the one I'm working on, I should be done by the end of the month. Okay.
1: Did you say you had one more lined up?
3: Yeah, I have another one lined up and I'm going through, that will be by the end of February.
0: So it's going to take you all of February
1: to finish this one.
3: Um. No, I mean, it probably won't even take that long.
1: Is it bigger or are you just giving yourself more spacious? I'm just giving
3: myself more spaciousness and um, yeah.
1: Okay, so in theory, if we were starting to execute this plan right now, Mm -hmm. and this becomes an art week, could you finish commission number one by the 28th? I'm not saying you have to. I'm just, we're just looking at it. Right. So then the 29th through the fourth becomes your connection week, which means your next slot for commissions would be. February 5th through the 11th. One of them is taken. You have space for one more right there.
0: So
3: is that something that... uh...
1: If it doesn't get filled, it doesn't get filled. You spend extra time on Money Now activities.
0: Mm -hmm
3: in that week. Um, So then how am I advertising that on social media, on my website? We don't
1: necessarily have to advertise it, we can. Um, We're just talking about, this is a thing I do. Once that conversation starts, then we can get into it. If you want to do that because you wanna try using it as a, a tactic for urgency, then you would just say my next slot is the week of February 5th. If you're interested, message me. And the content that you're putting out is good. It is supportive. It's telling people what you're up to. It's a support system for the conversations that you are having. I'm not saying you won't make sales off of it, but don't focus on it leading to the sales. Focus on it being the, the backbone and the conversations are where you personally make your sales.
0: Mm
3: -hmm. Yes.
1: So just knowing that if I've put out two emails and no one has responded asking about commissions yet, that doesn't mean they're, worthless like they're still serving a purpose does that make sense
3: yeah and that's been a really helpful mindset shift to uh take on because i was doing it the other way around say last year previous years it was like content first and then everything else second and sure that's what yeah 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 so having relationships first um Mm -hmm. Yeah. It helps me to kind of know how to prioritize the content and have it just support the conversations that I'm having. So yeah. Okay.
1: Cause it's real easy to say, well, I'm putting out content. I'm using my call to action and nobody's buying anything and this isn't working. And so I just, I'm not going to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. So I just need to, even to myself. Constantly say that, hey, it's it's the support. It's the thing that's helping you make the sales. You just don't see it because it's coming from a different thread, but it's all connected.
3: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> it's like my podcast. No one has ever said, um, I listened to your podcast and you had this thing and I should buy it. Like that's, no one's ever clicked to buy for my podcast. Not like none of that. But pretty much everyone who hires me said, I listened to your podcast and something resonated with me. So it's it's a
3: support system.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so I actually have a different kind of coffee chat scheduled for this week with someone kind of new-ish. Great. Um, I'm in this business uh mothers who are business owners, Facebook group, and they Mm -hmm. had this great, uh, sort of group zoom call in December where everybody introduced themselves. Um, a lot of cool ladies in there. So we put all of our contact info in an Excel spreadsheet. And so I, I reached out to the ones that I felt like kind of that spark with, Mm -hmm. um, and I scheduled a coffee date with one of them for tomorrow afternoon. And she runs a community of, of to support women who are business owners, mothers, and they're also neurodivergent. Um, And so it seems like a really cool, I, I don't know, it just, it was fascinating to me. Yeah. Um, so in like my coffee chats, I'll have the conversation and then when it makes sense, I'm just like oh, I'm always looking for muses to to be in my portraits. If you want to pose, would that really work as well on a Zoom call? Yep. Yeah. Uh, well,
1: I don't know how
0: you. Uh...
1: I just said yep, and then I went well. Like... <laughs> um... I feel like there are ways you can make it work and that's something you're gonna have to experiment
0: with. But what I was doing, I got distracted, uh, was, what was it called?
1: (laughs) Another direction you could take it is um, I love your business. I want to see if if there's any way I can support you. What are you looking for? What does your business need? This is R for referral partner. And then the second part of that is making a specific ask for yourself. I'm looking for um, possible models for these things that I do. And here's what that person would look like. And um describe someone really specific and say, do you have anyone in your world who might be like that? Or like that doesn't have to be the ask, it might be would you like to do a collaboration or some anything? But think about before you get on the call,
0: what would you
1: what would be the most beneficial thing you could ask of her? Mm -hmm. She doesn't have to say yes. This Mm -hmm. is not a Tip for tat situation but it's always helpful if you go in saying I would love to support your business I think it's great because blah 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 blah," and mm-hmm. also um here's what I'm looking for do you happen to have any resources for me know anyone who etc cetera, etc cetera.
3: okay yeah so,
1: so if it's he- someone who has their own community mm-hmm. sometimes instead of asking them like a more personal thing like how can you guys support each other to think
0: mm. okay
3: yeah
1: like with Casey what we were talking about where um like how can she support someone else's congregation or vice versa what do they need what does she need she needs
0: to talk she needs to be hurt she needs to Spread her casiness.
1: Laura needs. What is the number one thing you need? You need connections. Well, I mean, essentially very similar things, but connections with more people who fit this
2: little bubble. Mm-hmm. Can I jump in? Mm-hmm. I just keep thinking about the Laura, your art, and the, the female focus and we have valentine's day coming up and then mother's day is like the big one after that um and of course galentine's day which is the celebration of friendship and you know if you're really looking if commissions are what if you can if you know exactly how many commissions you can do i wonder about incentivizing toward those dates like i know it's early to be thinking about mother's day but um I'm raising my prices. and I'm taking a page from Jessica's book here, but my prices get raised again in in March. So, but if you um, book now, you did this in December, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it could be that again, or but I I really think with the yoga studio too. Like, could you paint in the lobby? Could you do some some sort of deal with the yoga studio around Valentine's, Galentine's, Mother? Mother's Day, um, host something there with her, and at night or something. I don't know.
1: And even if you're not going to have time and space before to create, Galentine's or Valentine's commissions, it could still be. Oh, I would love to do one of those. Oh, well, I don't have any spots for this, but I do have spots for Mother's Day, or like just using that as a forward. Do, do you do gift cards?
3: Like, yeah. Yeah, Can I you... have like gift certificates. That yeah, yeah, so definitely. That would
2: be like a nice thing. It, I mean, it was it would be a really lovely thing for people to get um their friends or their spouses or girlfriends, whatever, for Valentine's Day.
3: Yeah, I love that. Um, it, it does feel like a good fit for a potential Valentine's Day gift. Um, so I can definitely incorporate that into my conversations and my content and things like that.
1: But if we stick with that schedule, we just said, then you would have space to do one before. So that could be your next spot filler. Your money now activity is reaching out to people and saying, Hey, I got one spot for Galentine's and Valentine's day. Do you know anyone who might want it?
3: Mm-hmm. So that ask i'm i'm not necessarily making that ask during these two different conversations that i'm having this week with my client who i'm delivering the artwork to i mean you could
1: but in my mind it's more of a you've got your orbit list and you're just talking to people on that list and bringing it up at the right point in that conversation
0: okay So when I go down
1: my list and I'm like, I have a a specific thing I want in mind. I want one person in my consistent income. I'm not going through my list necessarily and saying, hey, do you know anyone who might be wanna be in my consistent income? But I am either doing a conversation starter or um, like talking about what I'm doing, what are you doing, what am I doing, all these things. Um, and then finding the right point in the conversation to say, oh, yeah, and I'm also got this one spot. I don't know. It may not be for you, but maybe somebody else. If you have any ideas, pass them my way. And then I've also got people in there who are leads who have shown interest in the past. So I might go and say, hey, just FYI, I know you said that you wanted X, Y and Z, but I wanted to let you know I have this other thing one spot for Galantines, I think can be really great. If you don't want to, that's cool too, just thought I'd throw it out there. So like going through and looking at what are the people, what are the, the contexts of those people, what are the conversations we've had and what is the next right step for them with my one goal in mind. Okay. okay. So I do need to wrap up, but... Um, Do you guys feel, oh, I'm supposed to ask, what was the number one thing you got out of today?
0: Both of us?
3: Uh Uh-huh.
2: Oh, uh, concrete, smaller action step.
3: Yeah, what to do next and um, ideas for the conversations I'm gonna have next.
1: I put concrete action steps and what to do next, which is pretty much the same thing, but I like saying it twice. Thank you. You are so welcome. It's lovely talking to you, ladies. Have a good afternoon. Oh, question. One more, sorry. Um, I am considering making one more pod at this time, the 10 o'clock time slot. If I did that, would you guys be interested in joining or do you still want to stay in the office hours?
3: I'm into the idea of joining a pod. Yeah. I feel like we're kind of in a pod. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like the same people come to these calls. So it kind of feels like maybe it makes sense. So I'll let you know. Okay. But just throwing it out there. Cool. Bye. 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 Thank Thank you. you.